Hello, and welcome back to our Global Tech Swamp podcast. In this episode, we're being joined by Betsy Furler, founder and CEO of member company For All All Abilities, to discuss her business, accessibility tech, and some of the exciting insights at South by Southwest in the accessibility and inclusion space. But before we get to that, we have our hosts and part of our friendly global podcast team, uh, as Brad and Caitlin are doing all the conference things this week. Um, So without further ado, hello, Stephen. Hi. Hello. Um, And Cassandra, welcome to the pod. What is up? Hey, thanks for having me. We are happy to have you here. Uh, And of course, I'm Alex. So before we hear from Betsy about South By, um, we're going to talk tech history and the top global tech headlines. In celebration of International Women's History Month, we're recognizing the accomplishments of women technology innovators throughout history. First up, Annie Easley, the first human computer turned scientist. You heard that right. In 1955, Annie Easley was hired on as a human computer at NASA. She also developed and implemented code that deals with power technologies and battery life and and projects related to the ozone layer. It's pretty cool. Um, Next, we have the mother of the internet, Radia Perlman. Uh, through the protocol she formed at the Digital Equipment Corporation, Radia led to the fundamental design that allowed for Ethernet scalability and the eventual adoption of the World Wide Web. Uh, and we're rounding it out with Hedy Lamar, an Austrian-born actress who developed the patent for a spread-spectrum secret communication system that led to the Wi-Fi technology we know and love today. So thank you to all of those women for creating the internet for us. Um, and the rest is tech history. And now on to Bites and Brews. Stephen and Cassandra, what is going on in the news? Hi. So this week, the UK's brand new Department for Science, Innovation and Technology will publish the government's AI white paper. Uh, This white paper aims to set out uh, the UK's pro-innovation proportionate approach to regulating AI to drive growth and prosperity, increase public trust in AI and strengthen the UK's position as a global AI leader. Also to attract investment and improve interoperability and hopefully prevent Skynet from happening along the way. As the uh, EU AI Act picks up speed, lawmakers in the UK have made it clear that their priorities are quite different from the goals of the EU's uh, AI legislation. We'll be sure to keep you up to speed on both the UK and EU AI regulations on future episodes of TechSwamp. TikTok has been top of mind here in DC for the last week or so, and it's easy to see why. Members of the House Committee on Energy and Commerce called TikTok CEO Zhao Zhichu and to testify before the members in a hearing that was over five hours long. Many members of Congress called out TikTok's privacy practices into question, despite pushback from TikTok that the calls for privacy can only go so far due to the fact that the U.S. lacks a national privacy law. Right now, the future of TikTok in the U.S. is uncertain, but you can head to the show notes for the latest. Last May, the European Commission proposed a plan for setting up a European Health Data Space, or EHDS for short and it's been making its way through the Brussels policy mill ever since. The goal of the regulation is to promote data access and analysis of large amounts of high quality health data from academia and industry to enable better scientific research while also ensuring data protection and privacy for all European patients. We should be able to expect the plan to be in its final stages before the current parliament ends in 2024. For more on this, head to the show notes. 
The Biden administration recently announced a major federation action against commercial spyware. The executive order prohibits the U.S. government from using any commercial spyware products that threaten national security and human rights. This follows action from the Department of Commerce in 2021 that added four foreign companies based in Israel, Russia, and Singapore to its list of spyware providers placed on federal export control. For more info, head to the show notes. And that's all for What's Brewing. And as Alex mentioned earlier, we're being joined by Betsy Furler of member company For All Abilities to discuss her business, accessibility tech, and some of the exciting topics here at South by Southwest in the accessibility and inclusion space. Hey, Betsy, thanks so much for joining us on TechSwamp here live in Austin. Hi, thanks for having me. It's been so much fun being here at South by Southwest this year. We have been having a little bit too much fun, um, not to make everyone jealous and have FOMO, but it's true. Um, So March actually marks not only um, International Women's History Month, but also National Developmental Disabilities Month here in the U.S. What better time to have Betsy join us to talk about all of the things. Longtime listeners of the pod know you and the work that y'all are doing at For All Abilities, but can you give us a quick refresh for those who don't? What is For All Abilities? Foral Abilities was founded in 2018 around a consulting company for disability and accessibility issues in the workplace. And I realized that I was having difficulty really reaching the amount of people that I wanted to and ended up finding um, more tech-based solutions and developing some software products that use AI to help employers support all of their employees by amplifying their strengths and minimizing their differences. This is with or without a diagnosis of a disability and it also does not require an employee to disclose what their strengths and weaknesses are to their employer or to disclose any type of disability. We're located in Houston, Texas and We are always looking for customers, of course, and great organizations we can partner with to help them include all of their employees and make sure every single one of their employees is actually being able to fully utilize their strengths and not have to struggle with their differences. Absolutely. And something that actually we have talked about a little bit here at South By um, that I want to touch on quickly is what... What is inclusion when you're talking about these populations? I think that we have a very narrow definition usually of what that is um, in accessibility spaces. So can you just quickly go over what what to you is inclusion and accessibility and how can we better meet folks, whether they're neurodivergent, whether they have been formerly incarcerated? Um, what What does that look like? Yeah, so at Foral Abilities, we really believe in in the inclusion of everyone. When people think about disability, they usually think about somebody in a wheelchair or someone who's blind or deaf. They don't think about the fact that we all have cognitive differences. Every single person has cognitive differences throughout their lifetime. So 100% of people are affected by cognitive accessibility and by accessibility issues. Um, Whether it's someone who is hired as an employee that really does work and think inside the box and has a very typical brain, 
They could have COVID and have um, cognitive symptoms from post-COVID. They could have a baby and be sleep-deprived and have issues because of that. They could have a stroke and develop an actual disability. So it's really important to think about accessibility from that standpoint, not from just the standpoint of a diagnosed disability, but from the standpoint of including everybody regardless of how their brain is working at that moment. That's awesome. That's extremely powerful and extremely topical. Um, I want to actually touch on some Women's History Month things before we dive into some more developmental um, disability awareness month content here. Um, Can you talk just real quick about what it's like being a woman founder in our industry? You know, obviously don't be afraid to address some of those pain points, but I'm hoping you can also address things that are exciting and empowering and what it's like to be a, a woman in the space. I mean, I would say that when I was a little girl, I was definitely um, taught by society that girls don't do science and math well. Um, I believed that for many years until I kind of accidentally got into the tech space. And I've actually found a lot of acceptance as being a woman um, in the tech space who came from a clinical background. I was a speech pathologist. I came from a clinical background, so I bring very different skills Um, But I found it to be uh, other people seem very accepting and open. And definitely over the past few years, we are seeing more and more women founders, more and more women um, doing tech and doing the highly technical jobs like coding that really a few years ago, we never saw women doing that. It was just so rare. And so that's really exciting that I think more women, um, more girls early on are being told that they can do this and that it's a great opportunity, great career for them. Absolutely. And I know that you expanded your team and that person you expanded your team with is also a woman. Is that correct? Yes. So I have a co-founder, Moni Crumno, and Moni joined me a little bit over a year ago. Um, And she is a woman too. So we are right now 100% woman-owned business. And that's super exciting to, you know, get to see other people. And we may, we probably won't stay that way forever, but um, it is exciting that to be the two leadership positions in our company are both women. Absolutely. It's so awesome. And it's so exciting to shout that out during March um, for International Women's History Month. Um, March, you know, as I said, also marks um, Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month here in the United States. Um, The goal of this observance is to increase public awareness of the needs and the potential of Americans with developmental disabilities, while also providing the encouragement and opportunities that they need to lead productive lives and to achieve their full potential. And, you know, this ranges from folks who are neurodivergent to people who experience hearing loss, have a vision impairment. Like you said earlier, we can't limit ourselves when we're talking about accessibility and inclusion. You're an expert in this field. What is something that you would like folks to know about people with disabilities? I think it's really important for people to understand that people with disabilities are just people. And some of them do well in certain jobs and some of them don't. And everybody has a different personality and different strengths and different weaknesses. And people with developmental disabilities in particular are often misunderstood because they're sometimes, even in this day and age, not given the educational opportunities that they should be given. They're often... um, not um, expected to do as well as maybe someone who fits more inside that box called the norm. 
Um, that's a really imaginary idea. But people with disabilities of all types can and do succeed in all different types of careers. And I think it's really important to remember that. There are some characteristics of disabilities that actually make a person better at a certain job. For instance, people on the autism spectrum or who are autistic often are very, very focused and are able to do things like coding for hours on end. Now, not everyone that's autistic does that or is interested in doing that, but for some people, they can really, they bring that strength into that position at work. Absolutely. I think that there is a huge opportunity as a society for us to recognize that there are strengths in our differences. And just because someone has a different viewpoint or a different accommodation doesn't mean that what they're bringing to the table isn't just as valuable or more valuable than what someone who is quote unquote, you know, uh, not neurodivergent or whatever. Uh, 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 what, what did you say earlier? Uh, neurotypical or neurotypical yeah someone who's neurotypical might not even have that perspective or that pov that someone who is on the spectrum would have and can think of solutions in a different way um so in the past few years we've seen a lot of accessibility inclusion to products and software you know we've seen it from apple google meta the list really can go on um what have you seen here at south by and this can be anything from products startups you've seen or ideas you've heard on a panel that excites you about being part of the app economy or just in the accessibility space um, if we want to narrow it down? I think it's becoming more and more a topic of conversation around accessibility and inclusion of all types of people. Um, at South by this year, there, has been, there have been so many panels on accessibility, on inclusion, on diversity, and we're starting to see disability being addressed in those um, diversity panels more. Now, we still have a ways to go, but it is becoming more and more part of the regular daily narrative. Um, the other thing that I think has been really exciting here has been the workforce track. And many of the featured speakers have been talking about workforce-related issues, how to include everyone in the workforce, how to work with people that may be difficult to work with. And often our friends um, that work, that for all abilities help so much, um, and, and really are focused on have difficulty with relationships in the workplace. So all of that ties in together as being something that's really exciting about including people um, and valuing different ways of thinking, even when it's not your own and it may be someone that you wouldn't quote unquote get along with in the past. Absolutely. And before I let you go, I know that you went to a really cool panel, Autism in Space, and you were you were chatting. We were chatting about that yesterday. Can you share with our listeners just a little bit about what you heard there? Because what you were sharing with me yesterday, I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. In that panel, we just heard a lot about all of the medical innovations really around neuroscience and, and what we're finding from um, all the great work they're doing in the space industry that is that is bleeding over into every other piece of our lives. Absolutely. It's so fun to be at South by and to see these like kind of crazy high level like ideas and then see how they actually apply to things that are tangible that we can relate to. That's, that's definitely been one of my favorite parts about taking part of the panels and content here. Um, so before I let you go, Betsy, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with um, piece of advice, how to reach you to, to, 
uh, get a little consultation going? Um, what, what can we leave listeners with here? I think um, an important thing that we hadn't taught, t- really touched on yet is the value of accommodations and the ease of accommodations. So it is very easy to help someone who you might be working with or who might be working for you um, to help them work more productively and efficiently. Our tool is very quick. It only takes 10 to 15 minutes for the employee to participate in it and then get their automated report with suggestions that make that help them be more productive and efficient at work. Accommodations, even if they are ADA accommodations and required by law, are usually very inexpensive, often free, and you just have to know what to, what to do. They're easy and quick to implement, and I would love to help all of you do that. So you can um, connect with me on LinkedIn at Betsy Walling Furler. Um, we also have a For All Abilities LinkedIn page, or um, I'm on Facebook. I'm all over Facebook, and I have Instagram and Twitter, um, both Betsy Furler, F-U-R-L-E-R, and For All Abilities. And I would love to connect with any of you and all of you. Absolutely. And we're going to include um, links to all of the, the things that Betsy mentioned in our show notes, which you can find on our website. Um, well, Betsy, thank you so much for joining us. It has been such a pleasure to catch up at South By. It's been great. We've had a great time, and I look forward to more fun. Absolutely. All right. It is now time for our random identifiers. Um, Cassandra, since you're the newbie, um, you're up first. What do you have for us? Yeah, I guess um, something exciting has just started happening in my life. Um, I joined a volleyball (laughs) league and um, I used to play volleyball a lot. Um, I played in high school. I played like travel ball. Um, Also, was like pretty good. Probably could have been recruited for like a D2 college team. Oh, nice. Um, But yeah, I decided to quit the year before I graduated because I wanted to focus on school and knew that I did not want to play college. So I missed it a lot, and I'm really excited to get back into it. That's awesome. I'm stoked for you. I um, A fun fact uh, about me is that I taught volleyball summer camp for two years at the YMCA, and I don't know why any of the girls that I taught would be listening, but if they did, I still don't know how to play volleyball. Uh, so whatever I taught you was probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steven, what about you? What do you have for us? Yeah, a bit of a, a self-care tip from me this week. So, yeah, in the uh, Tulip household, we love two things, and that is bath bombs and Mario. And there's oh. a brand called uh, <laughs> called Lush, which is a UK brand that makes handmade cosmetics. Really, really great brand. And they sell, sell the world over. And they've just uh, released some new bath bombs for the new Mario film that's coming out. So you can oh, get these really? cool little... Yeah, yeah, you can get these cool little... Um, Mario bath bombs are in the shape of the little question mark cubes. And yeah, our, our little boy in particular is absolutely obsessed with both bath bombs and Mario. So uh, he's going to be very excited when, when one arrives uh, for him fairly soon. So that, yeah, top bath bomb tips. That's so cute. I do love a lush bath bomb my own self. Their Jasmine one is without question my favorite. So good to know. Good to hey, know. Uh, fun fact. So I, uh, I, I've been to the lush factory and when Ooh. you go around it, you get to make your own bath bombs. And it's basically 
piles and piles of like all the amazing ingredients that are hand welded to make whatever bath bomb it is you're making but when you leave it you end up covered in glitter and you smell absolutely incredible it's um yeah i bet (laughs) they did like an activation a few years ago at south by that was kind of like that that was pretty cool um you know since we're talking about south by this episode um (laughs) um well my uh as usual my uh random identifier has to do with content that I'm consuming. Um, Mainly to say that like we're in that time where a lot of my, like a lot of shows that I've been very excited about are all coming back. Um, So like uh, Yellow Jackets just premiered the first episode last week. It was so good, finally got to watch it. Um, I cannot say enough good things about that show. It is so excellent. I think everyone should watch it. Um, And it's also a great show to have just as like The Last of Us just ended here in the US, so it's a good sort of like replacement weekly show for me. Um, but also Ted Lasso is back, which is really delightful. Um, Shadow and Bone was just on Netflix. That was pretty good. Um, second season of that. So it's been a really great time for me for for content. And I just thought I'd share it with everyone here, but especially Yellow Jackets, which is also a uh, membership office favorite. Um, so I wanted to make sure everyone knew that it was back in case they were waiting for us to tell them that they could go watch it. The time is now. <laughs> <laughs> I just started Ted Lasso. Like I just watched the first episode. My sister made me watch it. Did you like and it? And I love it. Yeah. It's I so love it cute. so much. It's so wholesome. Yeah, it's so wholesome. Just get ready for for Roy Kent to be your favorite. Your favorite. Oh, Ted Lasso is my favorite. I'm in my mustache <laughs> era with men right now. Um I love a good mustache right now. <laughs> he is great. Uh oh, and he stays great. The, the guy who plays Roy Kemp's got a really good podcast, and I can't remember the name of it, yeah. but it's all, about, um, it's all about films. Films to be buried with, I think it's yes. called. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I've listened to a few episodes. It is really good. And he gets like um, celebrities to come on and talk about like their favorite films. It's really great. Uh, well, all right, folks, that is it for our Global Tech Swamp. If you heard anything on here that piqued your interest, head over to our website and make your way to the podcast section. We'll have notes on today's episode that include links to all the good stuff. And we now have transcripts available. You can find them in our show notes as well as on podscribe.com. Just search for TechSwamp. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. And of course, we'd love a rate and review. Five stars, please. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening to this global episode of TechSwamp. Everyone, say bye. 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 Bye.